Hello everyone, uh, just before this podcast I have to make a quick apology because my video and my audio went really out of sync when we were editing this. No idea why, I'll try and fix it for next time, I apologise. So if you see my mouth moving before I speak, I'm not an incredibly talented ventriloquist, it's just my audio messing up. Uh, so I'll try and fix it and uh, later in the podcast if you hear Reese talking over me, he's not being rude, um, it's just my audio. Bear with it. Sorry. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. In the words of Blink182, hello there. Hello there. And welcome back to the This Is An Album podcast with myself, Jacob, and as always, my wonderful friend, Reese. If you're new here, this is the podcast where we talk all about albums, if you hadn't have guessed by the title. And me and Reese just sit down and we chat and we talk about our favourite albums and why we like them and hope that the other likes it too and I think we've been pretty successful in doing that so far wouldn't you say Reese? I'd say so I think we've done pretty good there hasn't I've, been any I've, my uh, yeah my album collection has grown very nicely through this so yeah. and I hope yours as a listener has too and a couple of things before we start and I stupidly didn't start with this last time um, there will be some swear words um, so <laughs> you know if you're not into that fuck off um <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that, that's that's that first point that I forgot to mention last time. I swore before I mentioned there will be swearing, so I actually got it the right way around this time. Yeah, good, um, good job, mate. Thank you. I'm getting better at this. Uh, <laughs> and then there is a little interval section of our podcast where each week one of us will bring a weird and wonderful piece of music uh, or video involving music or anything music that is just a bit strange for the other to react to. And this week, Reese has supplied that for us. Um, yeah. I have an idea. I know who it is, but I've been strictly told not to listen to the song. Yeah. Um, uh, if uh, I might as well say it because if yeah, go for if, it. If the listeners have heard it, uh, the new Black Midi um, tune. They actually bought out two songs, but it's one of those um, ah. songs, and I specifically told you not to listen to it because uh, it suits this section pretty well. It's both weird and wonderful. Okay. So lovely. I mean, that is Black Midi all over. Yeah. So look forward to that. Um, I, I, I am looking forward to that, as always. And finally, there is a penalty word theme that runs through our podcast where both of us will write down a word that we think the other will say, and if that other person says it, then there is a forfeit due. And me and Reese have escaped for two weeks, two weeks, two episodes now. Yeah, I think so. Without saying the other... So we've tried to... I mean, I I struggled to to write good penalty words so i'm hoping that this week i can get you reese fair and square instead of asking you to say my penalty word Mm -hmm. um and so we've kind of i think we've both tried to be a bit more general Mm. in terms of how the other speaks about music who knows who knows but um yeah oh and before we start i thought it'd be only right to light (laughs) my gary barlow candle (laughs) to signify the the commencing of this episode have you lit it yet is it no, this is the first time. Oh, wow. There we go. This candle smells like... It stinks like shit. Does it? No. Well, Gary Barlow would. This candle smells nice. This candle is flattering Gary Barlow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> without further... Do you, want, do, you, do you want to mention the fact that there that we the listener, that you might hear some uh, young footballers oh, yeah. outside <laughs> Jacob's yeah, window? Yeah, if you hear kids shouting and parents cheering that is because there is uh, currently football being played outside my window 
So you might halfway through hear me go, what a goal <laughs> or what an idiot. And that is just me commenting on uh, football. So yeah. that'd be a nice interjection. I'll try not to do it too much. No. But, and they are young yeah. as well. It's, they are young. It is quite entertaining, but they're pretty shit. But anyway, <laughs> this week's album is <laughs> courtesy of myself. It is Multi Love by Unknown Mortal Orchestra. And I think we should just jump straight in. So, as always, the way we like to start these things is, Reese. what did you think? What did I think? I am a fan. I like it. Good. I like it. You like I it? I like it. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And um, it's kind of... I like how it's it's all very sort of derivative of older styles of music. Yeah. Uh, which I think is cool. I think it's, I mm-hmm. think it's mostly cool. Somet- sometimes with this sort of thing I don't know I, I um, it's a bit like okay there's a there's an ABBA bass line and there's a, <laughs> a and there's a you know a, an old 2000s hip hop thing and it's like mm-hmm. don't know sometimes I can be a bit you know it's almost it's like the uh, the Bruno Mars effect like everyone everyone loves right. all the Bruno Mars's new music but when you sit down and listen to it and actually think about it you think he's kind of just just doing the same shit again but it's good so it's it's a yeah no i i agree and i think that with... that's maybe a little unfair to do with this because there's loads of other things going on he's not he's... oh no definitely there is a lot going on with this album and I th- but i also think that it, there's a lot going on in a s- subtle way like you're not over it's not like a sensory overload yeah um exactly of kind of sounds it's all it all pieces together really nicely yeah um and so just a little bit about this album. Um, it was released in 2015 um, by a man named Ruben Nielsen. Nelson. I can never pronounce his last name. It's N-E-I-L-S-O-N. So I'm guessing Nielsen. That's Nielsen. Nielsen. If it was Nielsen, it would, Ruben Nielsen. It wouldn't have the I. It wouldn't have the I. Yeah. Yes. Good thing it's not my last name. <laughs> um and yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> but yeah, so it was released in 2015 by Ruben Nielsen. <laughs> and um, it's basically the, the, the album is about relationships and love, obviously, by the name Multi Love. But it's, that. yeah, you could definitely, definitely guess that. And, um, Basically, his thing is he openly talks about how he kind of puts himself in emotionally exposing situations for the art of his music. Oh, okay. So basically, he'll like the the very there was a various listings of things like <laughs> it was listed weirdly. It was like getting married, having a kid, drug abuse. <laughs> it was <just> like <laughs> such a weird. I'm, I, I mean, I don't know if it went in that order, but I would be surprised if he went. Right, I'm gonna yeah. experience the emotions of marriage, and then ah, oh, the, the joys and tribulations of having a kid, and then I'm gonna get on smack. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, I want to meet the a real meet the love of my ma- of my life, but also get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Like it was. I don't think it was listed in the right order, or well, at least I hope it was. It wasn't listed in the right order. But um, hmm. yeah, so he would basically because his um, 
he was really into fine art and wanted to be an illustrator. Um, but then he kind of got the grasp of music and gravitated more towards that. Um, he was He's from New Zealand and then he moved to America to be an illustrator for a period of time. Oh, cool. And then he kind of, after work, started um, just making loads of songs on a little tape recorder with some amps and some pretty rundown gear. Um, and then um, he released the first track, uh, which I don't have the name of, stupidly. Um, but he basically f uploaded the first track slash demo to, I think it was Bandcamp, but without, he only left an email address and he didn't have a name. And basically, um, loads of blogs and record labels like fell in love with the first demo that he put out and were like on this manhunt to try and find who this track was from and stuff. And so oh, he wow. kind of created this ear of mystery and excitement based on his first release. That's crazy. Um, and then from there, he signed to a record label and then shortly after brought out his first record. And this is his third album, I want to say. Um, Let's have a look. Yeah. And so like, they're all quite, um, I think it's the third, fourth. One, two, three, fourth album. Oh, no, fourth. no, 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 it's, it's the al third album. No, the third album, I knew it. Um, cool. But yeah, it's all kind of um, like the roots of it are kind of, especially in this album, there's various genres and stuff that you kind of get out of it is psych rock, pop, Indietronica kind of stuff. Indietronica? What Those, is Indietronica? I define Indietronica as like... Electronic indie. Just electronic okay. indie. With, yeah. Indietronica sounds you know. cooler though. It does sound it does cool. Sound pretty cool. Um, I've never heard of that before. And yeah, I, I think it's quite a cool way of, of branding things. I found that little side note, if anyone wants to have some further music discovery, I found the term Indietronica from what I consider to be the best website in the world, which is called Every Noise at Once. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. And um, basically Every Noise at Once is like a AI bot kind of thing where... It has over 3,500 genres on it. And you basically just, it's, it's just this one page that you scroll down and it basically has like loads of, it will have like, I don't know, Scandinavian punk and all the, like it'll have punk in the middle at the top or whatever as big bold writing and you click on that. That then takes you to all the artists that fall under punk. And then around that is all the other derivatives and genre bending fusion of punk. And so I was looking through the indie section and there's so many permutations of indie. Mm. Um, it's crazy. And Indietronica, I thought was a very cool way of describing what I just think is indie music with synths and electronic stuff yeah. in, which is what I think this album has a lot of. Yeah. The psych rock thing is interesting because I, I only picked up on that for some reason. I only picked up on that like uh, on my last listen through when I was sort of making right. notes and stuff, I, I was like, this is, there's so much psych rock stuff going in that I didn't, that I didn't mm, notice uh, beforehand. And then when I sort of like just Googled an immortal orchestra, they define mm -hmm. themselves as a psych rock band. I was like, Oh, as a psych I, like, rock oh band. Well, yeah. I completely missed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like it's, it's got all of these genres, but then the way in which he records the music gives it a lo-fi sound. Yeah. So I think it's because I think he's stuck with tape, so he's still recording it through tape, and that just automatically, without having to do much production to it, gives it the the kind of the sound that it has. Mm. Um, and so all of them together work really, really nicely, and it is really 
shaped this album like the 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 theme and the sound work really well together i think yeah I definitely think just, yeah he's a very talented man but also quite a, a strange man in some instances okay um so what is your favorite song slash songs on the album mm. uh my favorite song for sure well there's kind of two but I, yeah my favorite song is your life one night that um, is also my favorite song i think that is a banger i so uh, yeah i love this song i think it's, it's su- the intro is so catchy it just starts off brilliantly yeah it's like the, the whole thing oh i don't, I don't even know how to describe it <laughs> Sounds like fall away. Fall <laughs> 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 little words to get me along. <laughs> it's like a ting ting. But this, um, so like what I was saying about how, um, thing, how, how a lot of this is, uh, you know derivative of like 80s styles of music mm. at least that's what i first thought and then when i no, definitely no i can i can see that um, you wouldn't be wrong in thinking but that. what i found really interesting was um it's not just sort of like you know just uh, disco from the 80s or like pop mm-hmm. music or whatever like that that guitar sound is a bon jovi guitar sound you know with this right with, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. sort of talk box um thing mm-hmm. the the what 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 thing but then there's also like ABBA style bass runs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it's really cool. He's, uh, I mean, it seems like at least for this album, he that's what he was listening to a lot of. I can, I can imagine that, but I can also imagine him listening to some really avant-garde stuff as well mm. for the art. For the art. For the art. Yes. But yeah, I, Your Night One Life was, I think, one of the first unknown Mortal Strongs that I heard. Oh. Um, it was that along with Honeybee, which is on another album, mm. uh, the, the latest one. Um, and that song's been in my top end of the year songs on Spotify for like the last three years. Is it really? However long. It, yeah, it's been in there for eight. Cause I just, it's just such a good, like, traveling walking song that's the one that, that i think that's the one that i've heard before as well you've probably yeah shown me yeah, that. yeah yeah and so that your night one life mm. are always in my roundup playlist. Yeah, it, and I think my second favorite is the world is crowded. Ah, okay. I love that song. I just think I just think it's got a really nice, kind of warm pace to it. Like yeah. it 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 moves and tempo wise is a really nice kind of tempo. I really yeah. like it. It really made me think of um, like Motown style. Mm. You know. Yeah. 
it's just like the layers in which each of the songs have. Mm. There's so many layers and stuff, and I'd lo- I'd love to kind of see the project of this and kind of isolate each part because there's probably oh, loads yeah. of little embedded bits that you can't even hear, mm. but just contribute massively to the kind of rich sound that it has. Yeah, and I um I have this album on vinyl, and I have it. I don't have speakers for my vinyl player. I just have the ones that are built into the system. Yeah, and they're not great, but it kind of adds to this the lo-fi sound of this album. I think this album works really nicely through those speakers where it's kind of got that slight crunch yeah. where the like the speakers are just shit. Yeah. But like it just it it really suits the the kind of vinyl crappy speakers as well and it still sounds just as good um audibly yeah. and I love it. I wanted to tell you a little story about Multi Oh, I love the title oh, I love track. Story time. This is a good story and this is um this is him putting himself in a very uh, emotionally exposing situation. Okay. Um, so him and his wife, happily married, um, he then goes on tour in Japan and meets a lovely young lady um, and they kind of hit it off pretty well. Like they have a good connection, but he's like, obviously I'm married, you know, but it'd be nice to stay friends with this girl. So they exchange details and kind of keep in touch and whatever. And then... The girl comes to another gig in America, I want to say, or New Zealand, and um, he introduces his wife to the girl, and he's like, oh, this is so-and-so. There is no name on record of who this woman is, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't wondered why. No one has names. (laughs) Um, And so then um, the wife and the girl start hitting it off. They have a real good connection. So then they start exchanging love letters, to which point... Oh, Ruben's like multi-love. Ruben's like, hey, you want to get involved? And they form a polyamorous relationship. Oh. Um, and so yeah. Wow. So then this this lady joins uh, Ruben and his wife Jenny. I want to say her name is Jenny. Pretty sure her name is Jenny. Um, and yeah, in in twenty fourteen they begin a polyamorous relationship, and then that um, and then her visa ran out, so she had to yeet off. <laughs> Um, and that was it. And his, his Ruben and his wife wow. are still together. They, well, they stayed together afterwards. Um, wow! But they had this period of time of a polyamorous relationship, and that is what multi love is about. There's a line in there in the chorus: "We were one, then become three. <laughs> no um, way. Yeah, I, it, it, it's a ve- it's a very good line for the circumstance. Definitely. Also, a great start to the album. Yeah. If this was on a grand piano, I would go for like Queen vibes. Yeah. Great drum part. I fucking mm. love the drums on this. Big like breakbeat kind of. It's like um, it's almost like the little drum hook, you know, that leads into the section mm. that happens in a minute. It's like it's like a classic thing that uh, funk drummers would do in yeah. like you know like Tower of Power and bands like that, you know. Um, yeah. But instead, it's like really crunchy and <laughs> it's huge. It's really cool. Is it? I think he comes up here. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Multi-love's got 
I understand that, yeah, you've got to be subtle for your art and the theme, but sometimes you just got to say it how exactly, it is. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and he's done that. What, what I like about this song is how it kind of feels like you've listened to the chorus and gotten to the end of it, and then, and then it goes into the multi-love. Yes. Like yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. into the chorus it's, afterwards. It's, uh, it's like a weird... It's a weird structure in terms of like... It's not like we were saying a couple of weeks ago about um, choruses where it's like the big part, yeah. the verses in this, the bigger part, and then it kind of brings it down for the chorus. Yeah, it's so cool. Like this section here feels like the chorus to me. Yes. But it's not. <laughs> no. They're long verses and then, and then the chorus almost feels like a pre-chorus. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because this section ends here. And this is like the chorus. This is the chorus, yeah. And then later on, there's like a weird bridge kind of bit as well. Yeah. It's cool. It's um, really cool. It is great. It's really, it's a really good album opener. And then, yeah, it goes into another kind of airy, spacey bit, like not even halfway through yeah. the song. Um, and then I think my third favourite song is... Can't keep checking my phone. Oh, okay, yeah, I quite, I can't really. For some reason, that one didn't really stick out to me much. Couldn't tell you why. Right. Um, don't know. It's this is like very. Um, uh, it's like house kind of thing. Mm. Isn't it? That's that's what I yeah. got from it. I think. I can see that. It's like quite weld percussive instruments. Yeah. Oh, it is cool. Oh. Yeah. That, that's the ABBA bass that I'm talking about. That's a great bass. <laughs> but, like but, but like all ABBA songs had that. That was like the meme of ABBA was yeah. all their songs had a... <laughs> I mean, it works. It it's sounds great. great. It, it works really well. But um, this is another one where the the um, the structure's kind of strange and like it's, yeah. it kind of um, like the sections all feel like a strange length. Like they feel yeah, it's all quite almost disjointed, and you can't quite piece which section does what. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. And it, but I mean, I quite like that. It keeps you on your toes, and it's not sort of your your cliche writing structure and habits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite. It, a, it, it doesn't. You know, you're not uh, expecting it to do something, and then uh, do you know what I mean? You know, um, I think. No, absolutely. I, I think absolutely. with a lot of things, you can listen to it and go, "Okay, that feels like we've come to the end of the section. What's happening now?" I, I don't think mm -hmm. I had any of that with with this album at all. To be honest, I didn't really know what was going to be happening next or you know am i listening to a verse is this a bridge or like yeah you know? and yeah. that's that's really cool i suppose that is the the psych rock element of yeah of like you kind of don't know what to expect yeah and it's quite quite unpredictable and I, I i also like that with the 
with the intros to the song, I think the intros can be quite misleading in in the sense of mm. like multi-love has that like nice cool piano and then it brings the breakbeat kind of drums in and you're instantly like, oh, it's a, com it's a completely different yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the first interjection, what a clearance off the line. No like, way. He smashed that. Oh, well, yeah. It's nil nil at the moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think I think because a lot of the time the intro kind of sets up the main hook of the verse a lot of the time. Whereas with this, across the album, like you've got that weird synth bit in like that kind of boinging synth thing in your night one light, your yeah, life one yeah. night, where it's got that weird like kind of bouncing yeah. sound. And then the guitar comes in and it completely changes the tone yeah. of it. Um, and it, it is really cool how everything kind of sh sort of changes shape as within a very short space of yeah. time. Um, and yeah, I, I really like this album. And I, and I think other you should check out his other stuff as well because the earlier stuff is definitely on the more psych rock side of things. And the, the production is way more lo-fi. Okay. Um, uh, what, what, and I also recommend watching some live videos. What as do you well. mean by lo-fi? Well, in terms of like it has that lo-fi sound, like that typical kind of crunchy, kind of recorded through a tape player, not as high kind of yeah high-end production as as we've previously talked right, about. Yeah. But that's not to say that it doesn't feel high-end. It's it's just a lot yeah, more it's supposed raw. Supposed to sound that way. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, I saw them. At Zaget Festival oh, cool. in 2018. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. when you went to that. Yeah, oh, so good. Like he's a phenomenal guitarist, um, and they do put on a really good live show. Awesome. Um, so if the, op the op if the opportunity ever arises for you to go see them, I highly recommend it because they have a really good back catalogue and they are really really good to watch cool. live. So um, do they have like a set band or? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same same band all the way. Because um, he used to be in a band with his brother. He was in a punk band first, which seems to be a common theme as well with bands that we review yeah. and talk about. Is that <laughs> they all started yeah. in punk bands. They were called the Mint Chicks. The Mint Chicks. The Mint Chicks. Oh. Which, um, oh. I don't know if I like that name or not. I think I know Mortal Orchestra is better. Yeah. It is a cool band name. It's a very cool band name. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you what, what do you think of when you think of an unknown mortal orchestra? Um, an unknown mortal orchestra. It is quite a com confusing it name is. when you think about it. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to hear what other people think of when they think of unknown. What, what do you, orchestra. what do you think of? I kind of think of Lord of the Rings for some reason. Right. Okay. I think it's because like the unknown mortal thing kind of makes me think of Lord of the Rings, and then then I kind of just my brain goes a bit stupid, and I just picture an orchestra full of gimmicks, trying to be just all blowing the horn of Gondor at different times, <laughs> which I think would be. Hey. I mean, if 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 they want to do an extended edition of that, that'd be Watch great. It. We'll talk like about that. it on the weird and wonderful section. Well, yeah. There you go. We could we could actually just create our own Gimli orchestra. We could. Do you know what? I watched Lord of the Rings last night. Um, Which one? The first one. Fellowship yeah. of the Ring. Extended yes. edition. When I say I watched it. it. has to be. I think I think once you watch the extended edition, you can't really watch the originals. Yeah. I um, I wasn't allowed to. You know the scene 
spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, but if you haven't by now, fucking sort yourself out. Um, <laughs> but you know the scene where the Nazgul's go into the inn and they start stabbing the beds yeah. and stuff, thinking the hobbits yeah, yeah, are there. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch that scene for years when I was young. Cause I got into Lord of the Rings oh. really young. So I wasn't allowed to watch that scene for years. And then I just forgot about it. And when I watched it when I was older, I was like, I don't remember this scene. Well, like, just completely forgot about the fact that I wasn't allowed to watch it. And I was like, oh, this is... Th I just completely missed this part yeah. of the film. It's pretty um, harrowing, to be fair. It is quite harrowing. It's the same with the... I don't think it's the, it's not the Fellowship of the Ring, but the scene where he's in the swamp and he like puts his face in the water, he falls over in the swamp, and then all the oh ghouls the start ghouls. coming out. The un, the undead yeah. king. That's like, kind of that's terrifying. kind of what I thought of uh, when you said that. What I thought of with this with this band mm. name, like, uh, like undead. That's better than that's better than Gimli, like I not, suppose. That makes more yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. Gimli versus the death dead king rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> and on, on that, that I think that takes us nicely to our halfway point yeah um, which I'm always I'm always excited for it's always nice to listen to something on the weirder side or the wonderful side of music um, yes and yeah I'm excited to hear some Black Midi yeah John so it's L. John L by Black Midi uh, I actually don't know anything about the song oh actually I want us to watch the uh, music video instead let me share that instead Oh, nice. I'll, I'll, okay. um, I don't know if I'll be able to put the music video on, on our YouTube thing or not, but... Uh. It's um, the only Black Midi song that I really listened to and watched was, like, the BLM... BLM... Blum, blum, blum or something? <laughs> what? It, it's, just, it's just letters. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then I watched their Mercury Prize set. And it's just, they're just fucking mental. They're incredibly talented musicians, but they're just fucking Do you remember mental. when uh, we played a gig at the Gladstone Arms and uh, and yes. the drummer from Black Midi was playing uh, um, before us? You might not have even... I, I didn't know at the time. Yeah. It's a guy called Morgan, Sam oh, Morgan Samson. Um, I think that's his name. Yeah. Terrible if that's wrong. I think... I think it Oh, I do, do you remember. remember. And, I, and, and we were watching this band, and it was like a female artist. They were really good. It was it's kind yeah. of like a... I can't really remember what they were like, but I, I remember oh, really sick. liking it. I remember sort of sat there going, this guy's fucking the guy from from Black Midi, and he was like young drummer of the year and stuff. Um, anyway, so this is the new, the new Black yeah. Midi uh, song, John L., and it's just fucking mad. It's, I, I, uh, get, guess who sent this to me as soon as it came out? Mr. Yes. Andrew Bedser. Bigger. Um, it's like thing one and thing two. Yeah, exactly. Only by accordion. Three rows of pale brunettes protect him from the crowd. And the curtain is a patchwork of imitation. Yeah, e either that or the umpalumpus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So bizarre. I wish I did some research because I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of <laughs> cool not to know. This is when it's like it, it's about making a sandwich and everything <laughs> is out of date. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. I don't usually like sequels, but Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie looks amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it's so bizarre, isn't it? It's like um, I never listened to them much, but it's very, very Primus. If you ever listen to Primus, well, I've never listened. I've, I've listened to like bits and bobs. It wasn't really my thing, but that. Uh, but right. as soon as I played this at work around my work lot, they were they were like, "This this just sounds like Primus," um, but it's pretty cool. It's the Eye of Sauron. Exactly, yeah, it has come to that. This is the thing, like. As as disjointed as it sounds and as kind of audibly jarring as it is, mm. it is still really impressive. Yeah. Or at least I find it really impressive anyway. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of um, the Mars Volta, who are one of my favourite bands. Um, I don't know if I've right. ever played you much Mars Volta or if you've ever listened to them. I don't think you have. Um, man. Amazing bands. Maybe we'll cover one of their. Maybe I'll bring one of their albums. There's an album. Uh, I can't remember names of anything today. I, you know when you do, you know when you sit down and you think, oh, that really reminds me of, and you're trying to think of, you know. I did find it weird when I joined the call today, and you. <laughs> no, that's just that's just Greg. He sat behind you there. He's, he's um he's tied up at the moment. Um, but it. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. One sec. Um. <laughs> Shut up, Shut up. Um they yeah, uh, the Mars Volta had an album uh that like won Grammys and stuff. There was like an amazing breakthrough oh, wow. album, but it's mental. Um Yeah. So maybe I'll um, bring one of those. They've just scored. Did they? Way. Yeah, Pinks have just scored. Pinks. It's a good finish. One nil. Nice. Then on was wondering. Well, they got like a big they got a big <laughs> billboard up though, V I R and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> VAR and the fours. Anyway, <laughs> I wanted to. Um, I basically, I, I liked uh, through reading up on sort of what other people have said about this album and stuff. It's, it's the common theme is that it has been praised. This album in particular about the way that it talks about relationships and kind of sexual experimentation and liberation in quite a positive way. Right. Like in comparison to to the way in which other genres comment about sort of topics can sometimes be quite controversial and 
for the the fact that this came out in 2015 and kind of yeah the way in which people respond to sexual themes hasn't really changed since then it's a bit mm. of a shame in terms of the positive sort of light and and the positive things that can come from from sexual experimentation and all that kind of stuff and i think this album definitely covers that in a really good way like it doesn't kind of portray it in this weird uncomfortable light yeah. it kind of just says it as it is like we said earlier it's kind of we were one then become three and it's kind of op- like talking yeah. openly about these kind of topics which i think is really really good i think it's really yeah. positive yeah, um, I mean, um, and progressive definitely. is the word, isn't it? But I hate that. But I kind of hate that word. It's like, um, <laughs> I suppose it is is progressing, <laughs> like to be comfortable talking about things like polyamorous yeah. relationships or whatever, whatever else. I didn't really pay attention mm-hmm. to a lot of the uh, lyrics in this, just because that's that's me. Um, yeah, it kind of it kind of just covers it across the yeah. album. But obviously, "Multi Love" being the title track and the title of the album, that song is definitely the kind of flagship yeah. for his experimentation. Exactly, yeah. um, <laughs> it reminded me of when I was thinking, I kind of just sort of sat there thinking about kind of other interesting uh, albums and songs that I've heard of and mm. know about that are related to sexual experimentation and kind of that area. And there's an album by a man called Conan Moccasin that me and my friend Charlie really like. And me and Charlie went on a walk a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think, or I think it was last summer actually. We went for a walk and we were just chatting about music. And he basically told me we were talking about Conan Moccasin. I was like, yeah, I really like some of his songs. Like, it's quite. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's again kind of lo-fi indie, um, quite jangly, chilled stuff at times. But he's basically got um, he's got an album called Caramel, and the theme of the album that runs through it, whether it's directly obvious or not, is about a man falling in love with a dolphin. One more time. A man falling in love with a dolphin. Is this like a story that he's written, or did he actually fall in love with a dolphin? And see, I. I, I, Conan for me is quite a strange guy. Me and Charlie were again talking about him last night. He's like he basically says like, oh, I don't really listen to music. I kind of didn't really want to do music. I kind of just made the album. Was quite blasé about it. Wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, you can't say I don't. Yeah, I don't don't really like music. I don't really play anything. I don't really, I don't really make or write music. And you listen to his stuff, and it's like that's bollocks. Um. I'm like, if you don't listen to music and you kind of don't really want to do it, why the fuck would you write an album about falling in love with a dolphin? (laughs) Yeah, firstly, why would you make an album? And secondly, why would you make an album about falling in love with a dolphin? bizarre. It's like, I hate cooking and I can't cook. Like, I I can barely boil pasta, but I've just applied to work at fucking Pret or something. But I'm going to write an album about how much I love spaghetti. (laughs) No, it's worse than that. It's applying to work at a restaurant and then working there. <laughs> it makes no sense. And being yeah, really and suddenly good being it. really good. <laughs> but yeah, so I kind of was like, okay, obviously you've got the you've you've got the typical like love ballads and in hip hop there's like, you know, the kind of talking about women and sex and strippers Mm -hmm. 
and then you've got WAP, which talks about swiping your nose like a credit card and lyrics yeah. like that. And you know, that you a, can kind of. I think it's pretty is that obvious. WAP? Swiping yeah. your nose like a credit card. Is that in? Yeah, I, I, th I think they're indicating about sitting on a man's oh, face. Oh, I thought that was a coke joke. Oh, I no. I mean, judging by that's the why theme I was surprised. WAP, but that makes sense. Sitting on a face makes sense. Continue. Um, and you can kind of, they're quite obvious. Um, it's quite an obvious way of talking about sex yeah. in terms of just saying it as it is. Um, whereas with multi-love, it's a little bit more subtle, but you can kind of get yeah. the gist. However, with caramel, I can't really remember it that well, but I don't at any point remember him talking about, like saying, this man wants to fuck a dolphin. <laughs> So, it's and also it's it's not quite covering the topic of polyamorous relationships. Yeah. It's more aquatic <laughs> relationships. I think of all aquatic animals, <laughs> the dolphins. I it's definitely up there. I I um I think one of my first like proper animated crushes was from Shark Tale. Shark Tale, um, yeah. That, what a sexual awakening that was. The, the female fish from Shark yeah. Tale. When I was younger, I was more than happy to admit I was attracted to a cartoon yeah. fish. What a strange time in our lives, eh? So maybe Conan Moccasin was writing about Shark maybe Tale the whole time and just needed a different mm -hmm. character. Conan, if you're listening, get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd love to know. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so... There was another uh, piece of... I'm just going to move on like we never mm -hmm. had that conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a perfectly it's normal fine. conversation to have. Um, <laughs> there was, there was uh, Pitchfork did a... Um, when when the album came out, they basically did like this feature piece on... On, on Ruben. That was his <laughs> name. forgot his name for a second there. I did a year, I, I couldn't remember his I name. I thought you were Ruben. looking at the kids playing and, football. I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> I was like, just so distracted. Um... And so, um, yeah, Pitchfork basically did this like feature piece on him, and it was really weird. Like the the the, the kind of the piece fit unknown mortal orchestra's kind of aesthetic and theme really well because it was such an intimately written article. Like the guy who was doing the interview, it was like a diary. Like he was sitting really? down for dinner with them, and like I think it was the son's birthday, and they were sat there like. It's weird. Celebrating They're, his birthday, and the guy from Pitchfork yeah, was there. They do that with um, they do that on then, Rolling Stone magazine. They spend they, they have like a producer, uh, uh, yeah, like a producer, and they'll go and spend like a week with the artist, and then that's mm. what the whole story is about. And it's and it's super yeah. intimate. Like I, I hadn't actually really come across that much kind of media coverage. I suppose of that it's form. kind of the the equivalent like, of having like like you know having a documentary done about you, but in written, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and it kind of felt like um, like it really matched because it sort of, it showed that he, he wasn't kind of, kind of being blasé about his image. And it like, for, like, you know how people can be like all artsy in the music and then away from it, they're a boring yeah. prick. Coldplay. Like, it, 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 you can tell that he's kind of true to his, kind of what he writes about and the themes of the album. And like, I was half I was half expecting to like read a sentence and then just be like and it was bedtime and they offered me to sleep in the same bed as them yeah. and 
we spoke about fucking dolphins and (laughs) (laughs) but like it was it was really like it was a really good article but it kind of definitely reinstated the whole like he is again putting himself in those situations that kind of lead and draw to emotionally exposing things yeah that's so interesting which I th- I mean, it, it wouldn't be for me if I was to write an album. I don't think I would put myself in an emotionally difficult no. situation because I'm emotional as it is, let alone forcing further yeah. struggle. Um, if, if you had to write an album about something, if I commissioned you to write an album... Uh, and oh God. What, what um, any, 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 are you going to give me any guidelines or am I just going straight off you going, write me an album for 20 quid? 20 quid. <laughs> um, no, you know how like comedians will say, oh, we need a name for your show. And the, but it's yeah. not going to be done for like another two years, but we need a name for it now. What would you name your album? Oh, that's an um, difficult question. That is an unbelievable question. However, I'm gonna go with Ah oh, shit. That'll do. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> and charting at twelve is Ah oh, Shit from Jacob Green. Um no, I'm gonna go f- I'm I'm gonna do a thing. I'm gonna look around my room and I'm gonna piece uh the knitted puffin that sat on a rock. With a bottle of champagne. The knitted puffin sat on a rock drinking some champagne. Yep. I love it. And it's n- going to have nothing. There is going to be no mention right. of puffins, no mention of rocks, maybe a little bit of a mention of champagne of me like pouring it over myself mm. or something. Because I might write like a In- kind of sexy song about myself. That you went about myself. Pouring it over yourself rather than anything else. Well, I mean, I could, I could have gone for the cliche like popping it as if I was, you know, um, but you, you know that's that's what I'm about. You wouldn't right. expect, you yeah. wouldn't expect that from me. Um, also, I don't have the money to just pour a bottle of champagne no. over myself as much as I would love to. Um, I can't. So maybe if um, if if. Oh, actually, that kind of that reminds me. We're on Spotify now, by the way. If you've made it this long, I should have said that at the beginning. But we're on Spotify now, so if we earn enough money from Spotify, we'll put it towards a bottle of champagne that I can pour on myself. Oh my god, did you like use any of your earnings for like new production stuff, new microphones? No, I just bought a really expensive bottle of champagne and poured Didn't it all over myself it. for seven yeah. people to watch. <laughs> the camera wasn't even on. <laughs> Oh my god! Do you remember that time when uh, we were at a party and you bought um, a big bottle of is it rum or something and you had it in your bag and you hadn't? Oh, this was your birthday. birthday. You had a big bottle of rum. Birthday. Oh, I felt so bad. It was me from Adrian's rum. Yeah, it wasn't even ours or yours. (laughs) It wasn't even opened. It hadn't even opened it yet. And it fell out your bag and smashed all over the floor. In my defence, you and me were having a little little scrap like just sort of pushing each other about and then i went i had this it was a cool bag but it was pretty stupid it was one of those ones that like you fold over and clip it in but it had like two holes either side where the 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 lid of the the flap of the bag didn't go over it completely 
So I bent down to go for your legs, and it's just <laughs> shot out above my shoulder. And I, I was I was pretty drunk by that point anyway. I think I was drunk before yeah. I even showed up. Um, and then and then I did oh, yeah, the same did. thing in the park. I dropped my own bottle in the park. But that was before, I also remember that because that was when I came up with a genius idea where I'd finished most of my gin and I thought, I'll just pour the rest of the tonic into the gin bottle so I can just drink out the gin bottle and I've got a gin tonic oh. in the gin bottle. Fucking genius. But it wasn't a screw top, it was a cork. So I basically poured all the, the tonic into the bottle and then just put the cork back on. Obviously there's loads of pressure in it. I remember opening it and it was going... <laughs> I just got absolutely <laughs> shot in the face by tonic water. <laughs> I was absolutely soaked. Um, that was a great time. Maybe one of the songs on my album, Knitted Puffin on a Rock Drinking Champagne, could feature that day nice. out. I mean, I do have a song about our, our first day drinking day. No, our second That's day true. drinking day. Yeah. If anyone's interested, Jacob has got uh, an EP out. It's, it's, uh, it's, out. it's been out. On SoundCloud for it. it, it'll come out on Spotify eventually. Um, but yeah, one of them's just about day drinking and the wonderful times yeah. that me and Reese had, where we created a community of functioning student alcoholics and we drank all day. And I got in the river naked and <laughs> fell down a hill and had to go home. Yeah. Good times, good times. And I, th- I, I mean, I th- <laughs> we haven't. I think we're just we sort of telling stories. About, I mean, we haven't spoken the about album. the album in like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of said everything I wanted to say at the beginning. Like, I think people need to listen to this album. And I think it's I think it's a really, really cool and subtle album in, in terms of the way that it yeah. talks about things. Um, I wanted to talk kind of briefly yeah. about how um, uh, we always try to talk a little bit about the production of stuff mm. and obviously you've mentioned about how it's very sort of lo-fi it has that kind of like crunchy kind of sound what i feel like you're gonna try and easier to say your penalty word <laughs> i feel like this is a trap <laughs> no, is, no. I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be very very not careful all, what i not say at all. um no i'm joking no well i'm not joking it did feel like a trap but i won't i'll just yeah. say what i think i won't fear the fourth um thing. I wasn't yeah, okay. actually going to do that, but I'm going to try and I'm going to try now. No. Uh, no. I was going to talk about how like yeah. the panning on the album is um, they he pans uh, like the drums off to one side and the vocals off to one side on some of the songs, which is really interesting. Oh. It's kind of like a old um, like uh, sixty well like old fifties and sixties trick where like they would do that to try and get them separated so you could hear everything clearer, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was quite cool. And like, uh, uh, and yeah, Stevie I had used to do it that. a lot. Stevie Wonder used to do it a lot. And he'd have, and he'd have like oh, the drums okay. off to one side. And then every, if you listen to those albums, it's like really hard panned. And like the Beatles and, and stuff like that. Um, right. Uh, all the like old Abbey Road stuff. Like all... All oh, the cool. all like the reverb from the drums is over in one side, and and the yeah oh, it was sick. really cool. Um, so I th- I need to probably listen to it. I I I haven't listened to it through headphones. Oh, ages. definitely do. I suppose like, if you've been listening, I've only listened to yeah, it through my speakers. So it kind of sounds quite crunchy and so you can't really distinguish the the significant production yeah. sort of switches and stuff. But yeah, okay, I'll check that out. That sounds great. Um, 
And I think definitely with these kind of huge breakbeat drums, yes. it's going to sound great. Because um, I, I, I used to run to Honeybee a lot because it's quite a good mm. tempo. And that kind of, there's like the guitar tone and kind of the effects he has on it kind of move nicely from yeah. side to side. Um, but I hadn't picked up on the, the drum yeah. panning and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. Very interesting. I didn't manage to get the word out of you really tried oh you, honestly you've been so close to saying it you on have I? so many times give me i mean i mean i think we're past the i think we're nearing the end and i think we've passed the point so do you want to give me a clue and i'll well, try and say you kept it. we kept talking about how it's all like lo-fi and and it's all kind of were you waiting for me to say no, lo-fi no, no. hip-hop beats and how it's like all kind of crunchy and has like a bit of a um yeah distortion that's what i was trying to get you to because there's so gotcha. much distortion on this album everything is distorted and i was like there's <laughs> yeah. no way he's not going to say it but you said lo-fi and crunchy instead of <laughs> i was i was saying lo-fi loads because mine was lo-fi hip-hop beats <laughs> wait what what was because well, my so that, you were trying to get me mine why was i going to say lo-fi hip-hop beats because <laughs> because you're a drummer and i even said like hip-hop at one point oh even though we were talking about that sexual just, stuff, I suppose lo-fi hip-hop beats. That just uh, brought up Unless another. No, that just brought up <laughs> another point I wanted to make. Was that the vocals in? Uh, I think is it like acid rain. Hang on, one sec. The vocals in like acid rain really reminded me of um, like early two thousands hip-hop, like Madcon, uh, an outcast kind of. Um, All right. Yeah, very. I thought that was again very funk yeah. drums and really dis, really Super distorted funky as well. But I guess I'll just mm. go and fuck myself. Yeah, you do that, Reese. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I I think I've said everything that I'd like to say as yeah, always about I think this so. album. Um, and I think that we've given people plenty of aid to go away and kind of draw what they would like to from this album and also have definitely probably struck up a new um, concept of people falling in love with dolphins. I, I hope so. <laughs> um, you know, if anyone's ever had feelings toward an aquatic animal... You keep saying aquatic, isn't it? Aquatic. Um, aquatic. Aquatic. Um, I can't speak probably shouldn't be doing a podcast the two probably don't match but you know i probably have mispronounced oh, so many too. words throughout these yeah. six episodes you you but hey you should see the care. the unedited versions of these podcasts oh, they look but honestly Christ. you listen to them they think oh wow it's quite smooth the way that they they've got it they've together, got it together. <laughs> there's there's a good like half an hour of every podcast where it's just going uh uh, 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 uh hang on uh wait wait a minute <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit. Fuck. what's his fucking oh, name fuck. oh uh we're gonna keep all this in so yeah. you can you know people can actually hear us i think Francis so I think this is the album. I've just thought of it now because we had, I spoke about Mars Volta earlier. I think so. This is the album that the Mars Volta won uh, a Grammy with. Oh, is I this think what we're this doing this week? The album that we'll bring for next week. It's really fucking long. 
fucking it's hell. An hour it's and 15 long minutes. One. There's a lot, and there's some like really long tunes on it. There's a fifth. There's a 47 second song, and there's a yeah. So there's song. quite a lot, but this album nice. is incredible. Okay, the I like the cover. Awesome. The cover's cool. But yeah, uh, the Mars Volta, Francis the Mute. Uh, we'll we'll do that next week, I think, because um, yeah, sick. sick album. It's very very good. I like that. Okay. Yeah. If anyone was wondering, the uh, the football finished one nil to the pink team. Um, really good game from what I saw, bits of. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll record this same time next week, and I'll yeah. comment on whichever team is playing again. Um, <laughs> yeah, feels I feel slightly <laughs> uneasy about this commentary on five year olds playing football. I'm saying they're playing well. I'm not. I'm not no, saying. No, I know, bad. but I'm, I'm just saying know. that. Doesn't sound very DBS. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. My office window You're... is here. I'm not... I don't have any blinds. If I had blinds, I'd use them. Oh man. Okay, so, so that's that. Good eh? time. Uh, Francis the Mute next week by the mm. Mars Volta. Um, I enjoyed this album a lot, and I I'm definitely going going to go and listen. Good. To, I'm glad. Uh, more of their stuff. Um, yeah, listen to the earlier stuff. Listen to. The latest album okay. first, and then listen to cool. the first stuff. Yeah, sweet. We'll do. I think that's a good way of doing it. Um, or do whatever you fucking mm. want. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> concludes episode six. I can't believe we've we've, we've come yeah. so far since episode one. Um, escaped another another yeah. forfeit. I'll bring the weird and yes. wonderful for next week. And as always, um, oh, again, we're on Spotify. Um, if you don't like looking at our faces, so yeah. check us out on Spotify. Or if you do like podcast. all or the other episodes, like are our up. faces go on to. Um, thank, thank you, you. thank you. <laughs> uh, go on to YouTube and subscribe, and every, every time we post yeah. a new video, you'll get a little uh, notification saying that we're posting a new video. Whoever you are, William Shatner, if that's your real name, <laughs> fuck you. Um, you're going on the list of pricks we hate, along with Gary Barlow now, because yeah, you haven't come forward. You've really you had, had a chance. chance. You're now, you're now in the same league as Gary Barlow. Yeah. I hope you're happy with yourself. Um, and yeah, I've got nothing else to say. You make me sick. Um, <laughs> probably a bit too aggressive there. <laughs> That's all right. I said I was going to nail Gary Barlow to a wall last week. So yeah, that is true. I mean, I'm, I kind of can because I'm I have the a bad- calendar picture for myself because i've also been talking about greg who's who's greg who's tied, tied up tied in the up. corner down there you've kidnapped um shut up greg yeah fuck off greg that's uh, there we go we've created three reoccurring stupid stories we are both psychopaths for ourselves see you next week <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> Oh, crikey. All right, there we go.